Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. This podcast is designed to help open your awareness to the truth of who you are, a limitless being. You are worthy and deserving of an abundant and prosperous life. It's time to peel back the false beliefs and live the life you dream about. For additional resources or to contact me directly, please visit my website, heatherhakes.com. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 480. In today's podcast, my guest is sharing with you how to silence the mind cluck. You are going to learn how to release your tendencies of stress, anxiety, and worry and tune in to your inner intelligence. Welcome to today's interview. I brought on Maria Finch. Maria, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Please give listeners a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? I live in Alexandria, Virginia, which is outside of Washington, D.C., and I am an inner intelligence coach. Yes, and we're definitely going to talk about that, but I want to start it off with kind of this term you've coined, mind cluck. Let's talk about it. What? Let's define it. What, you know, we all experience it. Absolutely. So yes, I believe everybody experiences mind cluck every single day. If you're wondering, yes, it does mean exactly what you think it means. It's a euphemism. And I define it as the, the things that our minds tell us that come from fear, from anxiety, other people's opinions, the things we read, watch, and listen to, anything that is outside of your own inner intelligence can fall into the category of mind cluck. Could be from trauma, past experience, etc. I like to think of it, it's like that noise. It creates that yeah. internal chaos, monkey mind, sometimes that internal tug of war. But you know, let's talk about what happens when you don't become aware, when you don't observe, when you don't stop that freight train, how can mind cluck get you, you know, spiral and momentum out of control? It's so easy. I mean, anybody can think of a moment. You may have had a moment today where you started out thinking, oh, I'm not going to be able to get this done. And then you're like, okay, I'm not going to be able to get this done. And then this is going to go wrong. And this is going to go wrong. And this is going to go wrong. And I'm going to end up homeless. You know, like you can go to really crazy places with it. But it's basically anytime you find yourself in a spiral. So you start with one thought that makes you feel bad. And then it goes to the next, th- the next thought that makes you feel bad and so on and so on. Well, I think what's important oh, to note there is that it's a thought that creates the domino. That's that compound effect, either empowering or disempowering you. Yeah, exactly. And I think when mind cluck is ruling your moment, you miss out on all kinds of things. So you miss out on opportunity. You miss out on the ability to stay present in a situation. Like you might check out because of mind cluck. There's all kinds of repercussions that happen. But ultimately, I just think mind cluck makes any moment harder. Pardon the interruption. If this content is resonating with you, please be sure to leave a five-star review. I want to offer you some additional resources. Visit my website, heatherhakes.com, and sign up for my free video training on how to reprogram your subconscious mind. I also offer one-on-one coaching. 
I will help you create clarity and a roadmap so you can live the life you dream about. Best part? Everything I teach, you can start implementing right now. To learn more and apply, visit heatherhakes.com. Now, back to regular programming. And it creates a lot of stress and anxiety and yeah. worry. And Absolutely. So, so when we find ourselves in that moment, when the mind clock has been triggered, what do you offer to calm it, to silence it, to change your focus? Like, how do we stop the momentum? Okay, so there are a million different things you can do. But first, to start out with, the most important thing is becoming aware that it's mind cluck. It can be so easy to have a thought and just consider it fact, because our minds don't talk to us and say, oh, this is just garbage, you know, it'll sound like fact. So the next time you have a thought, and your stomach kind of clenches, or you get that bad feeling, or your anxiety heightens, or you feel nervous or anxious or any of those things, just take a moment. I mean, you can do this in a millisecond and just ask yourself, is that really what I want to think right now? And is what I'm telling myself actually true? So that would be step one. Then step two would be, is there something I'd rather think? And because we all have the ability to change whatever we're thinking in a moment, just interrupting a mind cluck spiral can help you get out of it. And I can go, I so if you'd like me to go through, I can give you a whole bunch of different exercises. Shall I go into some of those? Well, and I think, <clears throat> can you give a real life ex example on how you apply this? Oh, Absolutely. Okay, so this happened to me the other night. I was in bed, I wanted to go to sleep, and I started worrying about uh, my to-do list. And so I'm lying in bed thinking, okay, I'm not gonna have enough time to get this done, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and just starting to drive myself crazy. Then I'm like, okay, I'm not going to sleep and I need to go to sleep because I gotta get up early. So you just, your anxiety is just going higher and higher and higher. And- Luckily, what I did was I said, wait a minute, this is just mind cluck and let's calm it down. So for me, I have particular touch points that will reconnect me with my inner intelligence right away. When I'm connected with inner intelligence, mind clucks goes away. So one of the points for me is just putting a hand on my heart. You can try this. Things will be different for everybody. Um, I might also hold my hands in a certain way. I might touch my face or my forehead and just that physical act becomes an interruption. Then the next step is just to say, okay, so I'm worried about this to-do list. What will, number one, is it really true that I can't get all of these things done? And when I asked myself that, it was like, no, this is all manageable. And then it was like, okay, so we're going to go to sleep now. So let's put the to-do list away and let's think of something really beautiful. So in my mind, I go to my favorite beach. And so I'm lying in bed. I've got my hand on my heart. So I'm reconnecting and I'm just relaxing and I'm picturing myself at my favorite beach and I'm hearing the sound of the waves and I'm feeling the breeze. I'm hearing the seagulls. And before I know it, I'm asleep. What I hear from you ultimately is it's a lot of self-soothing. Yes. 
And again, Absolutely. this is practice. And I, I would like to share, cause this is so, uh, like happening right now for me, how I experienced this last week. Generally speaking, I live in a very low stress and that's just something. Now I call myself a recovering type A. I used to be (laughs) Mach 90, moving a million miles an hour, you know, working in corporate, juggling a ton of different things, social, like I always had to be busy. Mm -hmm. And again, we, these are things like until you become aware and observe, like you're sharing we're addicted to stress. I, I, well, it, yeah, it comes from our society. I mean, it's it's inescapable. Yeah. But then it's also like we're in a badge of honor, like I'm the most stressed right now. But anyway, <laughs> not to go there. But so what happened to me last week on the way to my parents for Thanksgiving, I got in a car accident. My fault. Oh. I smashed two vehicles. Luckily, no injury, oh, which sorry. I couldn't. I don't know how because it's a mess. Oh. And I've never been in this situation, but obviously it's very stressful. A lot of unknowns. Of course, it happened during a holiday. I'm not getting answers. Oh. One agent's telling me it's told. Another says it could be repaired, but it'll be four months. Like there's oh. so many moving parts. And I was, I'll just say it stressed the fuck out. Yeah, understandably. So by Friday, because I don't want to be in this monkey mind, this mind cluck and all these, then Mm. we start talking to hypotheticals and all these what ifs and, and creating this massive momentum. So what I did was one, I believe you have to feel it to heal it. So I felt the stress. I felt Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. I went to the gym to change my focus, to kind of sweat it out, to get movement. Mm -hmm. Emotions want to move. And then I had clarity. So by me doing that, I created clarity because I changed Mm -hmm. my focus. I felt it. But then I decided I don't want to attach to that. And then I started, again, changing my focus and being like, okay, no, I don't want a car payment. But I believe life is always happening for us and through us. Mm -hmm. And I took 100% responsibility because I also want to share with you, a few months ago, I planted the seed. I want a new car. Oh, and I know that we are manifesting every experience. Of course, I don't want it to go down like this, but also I know this is a lesson of patience, letting go of control, because that's what we tend to do. Fear, worry, anxiety is feeling out of control. So we're trying to constrict and white knuckle. Mm -hmm. And I, although this is not the norm for me, I'm doing my best to be calm, to let go, to Mm -hmm. trust whatever Mm -hmm. the outcome is. Mm-hmm. In this situation or any, I believe it's important to focus on the controllables. And the mm-hmm. only thing we can control is us and our mm-hmm. internal state and our thoughts. So I would love for you to share more about this idea of our inner intelligence, aka intuition. Like I believe we have this internal compass that we can connect to at any time, but I feel that we're so disconnected. I think that's true. And I think it it comes a lot from our society. So I believe that every single person on earth possesses inner intelligence, intuition, mind, you know, gut, their gut sense, whatever you want to call it. People call it different things. I think that it's just so important to start to really pay attention to yours. And the truth is, everybody has already had those moments when you when you just knew something you were secure, you were calm, you already, you, you already knew what the right answer was. And you just had this 
complete sense of peace about the path that you were going forward on. So you can reflect back to any moment in your life when you felt that to connect to your own inner intelligence. And then you can bring that experience forward and say, okay, so for example, in your car accident situation, that of course, it's really scary, it's stressful, it's, you know, there's all kinds of repercussions. And it can be incredibly hard in that moment to take a deep breath and center yourself. But the more you practice this, the more it becomes possible. And again, I think um, figuring out a physical touch point. So it could be you're holding your thumb, you're holding your hand, you touch your forehead, you hold your pulse point, um, hand on the belly, hand on the heart. There's all kinds of different points. It's different for everybody. But for example, in a car accident, probably the first thing I do is just put my hand on my heart because it's like, okay, we're okay. We're here. You know, nobody, no one's hurt. Yeah, the car's messed up. Okay, that's okay. Cars are replaceable. You know, so you just, you start to have a conversation with yourself and doesn't have to be out loud, can be out loud. But when you start to engage with yourself, you tune into that deepest, wisest self. And then that creates more calm so that as you're progressing through a situation, you stay connected to your calm, wise self. It just dawned on me when you were sharing that, you know, you have these different touch points. Ultimately, so you're using your senses touch. Is that just to create presence? It's so it's a, it does a couple things. So number one, like physical, physical touch when you, I mean, if you do it right now, if you hold your hands right now, you feel warmth. So that connects you to in the broadest sense, it connects you to your life force And it's also just calming. It's why we hug. So when someone's upset and you hug them, it's a soothing thing. So when you create a touch point for yourself, and it can be something subtle. So you could do it anywhere. You could be holding your thumb. I mean, hand on your heart can be very subtle. doesn't have to be uh, a a really, you know, big deal. The, The physical act connects you physically And it just, it creates an energy flow that's soothing. And when you soothe yourself, it becomes much easier to tap into that inner intelligence, that wise self, that internal knowing. And then when you connect there, then you can make decisions from there and operate from there. And that makes whatever situation you're in easier to navigate. It doesn't wipe away the fact that you've just been in a car accident or you had something else stressful going on. It just enables you to experience it from a position with a lot more calm and with security. So what I'm hearing from you, because I always, my brain, this is how it works. Like I, I want to give like a bullet point or a takeaway. I love acronyms. But what I hear is ultimately when that mind cluck is triggered, when we're feeling anxious, stressed out, worried, and you know what it feels like. For me, I'll just share mine. I tend to get like tightness in my chest, shallow breathing. Some people might have their heart racing, sweating. Like, you know what it's like to be triggered. Yeah, Stress response. Right. So when you have the stress response, the mind cluck is getting fired up and ignited. The way to pump the brakes and before you spiral out of control, creating 
mountain out of a molehill is to self-soothe through Mm -hmm. different processes, asking questions. It's Mm self-awareness, touch points, breath work. There's so many things. And then ultimately, what is the end result of doing that? So the end result of doing that is that when you feel centered, so when you're when you're operating from your inner intelligence, the situation that's in front of you is going to appear more in, in you're going to be able to participate in the situation in front of you with much more clarity. So instead of going into, so say you're, so in your car example, your car accident example, so that's like super stressful your mind is immediately going to go like, oh my gosh, can I afford a new car? Are these people going to sue me? Um, How am I going to get to Thanksgiving? What are people going to think that I had this accident? You know, there's a million things that can be going on in your mind. But if you can stop and connect with your inner intelligence, you're going to be able to say, okay, this sucks, um, but no one's hurt. Cars are replaceable. I'll get where I need to go. Who cares what anybody thinks about me as a driver? Doesn't matter. What really matters is that I'm going to do the right thing. So whatever I need to take care of, I will take care of. And I know in my deepest, wisest self that I have the capacity to do that. And if I don't have the capacity, I know how to ask for help. And I will ask people who will help and support me. And inside, I'm just going to give myself a big hug and say, gosh, that it really sucks that this happened, but we're going to be okay. We're going to get through this and um, let's, let's just progress. Let's proceed with as much calm as we possibly can. Do you know one thing I I used to have written up, posted on my computer, I could see it daily was today I choose peace. Yeah. And again, no matter the situation and scenario, but here's what I want to ask you. I feel like somebody listening to this, it's like, wow, this might sound amazing. And and yes, I would like to get to that point. Mm -hmm. But for those that are currently living in a high stress, that's what they know. Life isn't going the way they want it to. Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you even begin? Because this is a lot of self-awareness and it's practice and being intentional and pausing Mm -hmm. and How do you get started? So I think part of it is figuring out what works best for you. So for some people, it's writing. So you get yourself a notebook and you just let it rip. And you say anything and everything that you can possibly think of. And while you're doing it, you may even write down things that surprise you. And then you can think about what you've written and get information from there about, you know, so you might be like, oh my gosh, I was so anxious about this Thanksgiving event that I lost my focus while driving and, you know, I lost my focus or something like that. I mean, I'm not suggesting that's what happened, but just as an example. Um, So you can learn from that. For other people, it could be talking to someone. So whether that is a dearly beloved person in your life or a coach or a therapist, talk to some, if talking works well for you, then talk to somebody that you trust and help and let them reflect back to you and help you figure out what what are the ways that mind clock is making your life harder and what are the things that you would like to shift for some people a way to start is exercise so it's like when your mind gets going with mind clock and you're in one of those spirals 
you go for a run, go for a walk, play tennis, you know, whatever you start to calm yourself that way. So it's all about recognizing what are the things that help you go looking back in your life. What, what are the things that have helped you stay calm? For me, one of the things that calms me is cleaning. So like I have a fabulously clean house because like I clean to relax, um, could be artwork. There's all different kinds of things. So the place to start is to really pay attention to when do you feel the absolute best and feel like your mind is relaxed and quiet. And then the next time that you get really stressed, go do whatever that is. Okay. So this made me think. Um, again, for people who are living life in autopilot and gone Mm -hmm. unconscious, more or less, like Mm -hmm. not aware yet, right? But Mm -hmm. maybe something in this conversation will ignite that for them. Can we talk about numbing agents? Um, When we are feeling stressed, you know, people go scroll on social media, they they overeat. I, I literally talked to somebody last week, he's in a vicious down spiral, a self-proclaimed um, <clears throat> functioning alcoholic. Mm-hmm. But here's mm-hmm. the thing. We all have that thing we go do to numb out to avoid. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so let's like, talk about some avoidance things we're doing and to catch our, you know, go binge on Netflix, tune, zone out. Can we talk about even those and how it's not healthy? Absolutely. So yeah, I really, when you say that, I realize I I need to qualify things a little bit because if what makes you feel good is drinking alcohol, I'm not suggesting you should go drink more alcohol. Mm -hmm. So my qualifier is thinking about times in your life when you've not, when you've just been existing. So you're not, you're not adding anything into your existence to numb you out. So that's scrolling, Netflix, whatever, alcohol, drugs, et cetera. Um, But outside of all of that, no matter how stressful your life is, you have had moments in your life when you have felt calm and at peace. And you may have to really search to figure out what that was, or you may have to try some things. Um, So try the next time you're really stressed, go walk around the block. Or if you're in an office, walk around your office building. Or, or sit and hold your heart for a minute. All of the numbing things in our society, like I believe in escape. There are times when escaping is the best thing you can do because escape within reason. So you get to the end of the day, your mind is too active and you say, you know what, I'm going to watch this show and it's just going to take me somewhere else and I get to relax. That's great. That's a healthy way to use an escape. If you're binging Netflix for 10 hours in a row, then you might want to think about doing something else because ultimately that's just replacing mind clock with something that else that really is still mind clock. Does that make sense? Well, and it's not productive. Something I wrote down, why so many people crave nature. So when you were sharing Mm -hmm. that as an example Think of a time when you were really peaceful. A lot of people love sitting at the beach. Why do we love sitting at the beach? Well, you're normally barefoot. So you're grounding in the sand. Mm-hmm. Nature is calming. It's that flow. A lot of people, I live in Colorado. So, you know, we love hiking the mountains. Mm-hmm. I love it because, um, oh, I love nature. 
but smelling, you know, mm-hmm. the pine and different things. It's the views. It's like how small I really am in this great gigantic world. I think it's perspective. So I just mm-hmm. wanted to offer, if you don't have that thing yet, your quote, healthy outlet, think about nature, walking, barefoot, yeah. putting your feet in the grass, whatever it may be. Some people literally like to hug a tree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there are so many different things you can do. Another thing you can do to start out with is just tune into your five senses. Mm -hmm. So it's see, hear, smell, touch, taste, and wherever you are, you can do this anywhere. You just pause and you say, okay, what can I see right now? And try to focus on something that you love. So in a, in a room, you know, maybe there's a piece of art, maybe there's uh, your pet or your child or your spouse, or, you know, who knows, could be anything. Um, And if you're in, say you're in an awful office building and you don't see anything that you love, then just bring into your mind a vision that you love. Mm -hmm. So see here. It's really interesting that when we stop and we just listen, there's always sound around us, but most of the time we're not even aware of that. But when you actually stop and really listen to it, it's just a way to slow yourself down. And when we slow ourselves down, that eases anxiety, eases everything, and you start to tune in more into how you feel. Um, Same thing with smell, with taste, with touch, all of those For each of the senses, if in the moment you can't connect to something that you love, then just bring a memory forward so that you're thinking of things you love. So say where you are in the moment, like what you're smelling isn't really, you know, say you're smelling air freshener, but you'd love to smell chocolate chip cookies. So imagine smelling fresh baked chocolate chip cookies. Our minds are amazing because we can take ourselves elsewhere And this whole see, hear, smell, touch, taste technique, it's a way to slow yourself down, to reconnect with your environment, to shut out all the noise that we all live in all the time and just pause. And you can do that wherever you are. Doesn't have to take that long, or you can do it for a really long time, whatever is most soothing to you. Yes. Okay, so I'm curious, what are some daily intentional practices you have? Um, So ultimately, what I I teach my coaching clients is like being proactive instead of reactive. Mm -hmm. So what are you doing to help you stay proactive and on top of this so that even if and when you fall off track because you're a human, that it's a much shorter period and you can get back on? What are you doing? So one thing is I make sure that my first thought of the day is a good thought. Mm -hmm. So when I open my eyes, if my first thought is my to-do list or something I'm stressed about, it's like, oh, deep breath. Okay. What's my first thought of the day that's going to be really good? Mm -hmm. And I tell myself today is going to be a good day so that I'm setting that intention from the very beginning. I spend time outside every day. For me, that is religious. I have to be out in nature, connecting in nature. I meditate throughout my day. And I I have a broader definition of meditation. So yes, I do have times when I sit or I lay down and I'm meditating, whether I'm doing a guided meditation or a silent meditation. But I also meditate when I'm active. So I meditate while I walk. 
I meditate while I'm doing the dishes. And these are just moments that I shut everything else out. And that is a really, really important part of my daily practice because I might be working for several hours and be really absorbed in whatever. And I might have different kinds of mind clock going on. But when I, anytime I pause, I think of it as giving my mind time to relax. And when my mind is relaxed, then I recenter and then I can go, go forward. And I often will solve things. So say I'm working on something and I'm trying to figure something out and I can't figure it out. And then I go wash dishes and bam, comes to me right away. So meditation throughout the day. Um, Another one is if I start feeling really stressed, sometimes I'll do this out loud. I just start saying what I love. So I'll be like, I love my family. I love my dog. I love blue skies. I love trees. And I just keep saying things until I get that warm blanket feeling. And I think of it as surrounding myself in love. And that enables me to recenter. So basically throughout the day, because of course I'm human. So mind cluck comes and goes for me throughout the day. I'm always recentering. It's a regular part of my day. The word I wrote down in all caps, you sharing that is you have many different forms of creating presence. And, you know, I think Eckhart Tolle talks about that, the power of now so many teachers, especially in the yoga community present, because when you're present here and now, there's Mm -hmm. nothing to be stressed and anxious and worried about. You're not fretting about the past. It's right here, right now. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Another thing to do the next time you feel really stressed is just stop and literally consider where you are in that moment. So unless like, say you've just been in a bad accident, that's different. But most of the time, if you're sitting somewhere or you're working somewhere or whatever, if you stop and you say, okay, right now I'm warm enough. I have food to eat. I have a roof over my head. I'm wearing comfortable clothes. I have people who love me. And so in that moment, like you're safe. And so be safe in that moment, as opposed to mind cluck making you think like, oh, the world is ending because of all these other things that you're worried about. So, so the whole thing about presence is like, when you're present in that moment, you can say, okay, right now in this moment, I am secure. Love that. Okay. So question for you with regards to mind cluck and creating these new intentional practices, what do you believe is one key takeaway you want listeners to get? Everybody has inner intelligence. And even if you feel like you don't, and it feels so far away, you absolutely have it and you absolutely can connect to it and operate from it. Okay. I love that. All right. I'd love to wrap up the interview. So I have a few rapid fire questions. Okay. What is a quote or motto that you live by? Do unto others as you would have them do to you. Simple. And I love that. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? Oh, gosh. There are so many. Um, Let's see. Uh, Oh, let me look. I've got a stack right here. Um, Oh, Yeah. The Reenchantment of Everyday Life by Thomas More. What is that one about? It is about reconnecting with what's right in front of you and recognizing the magic that we all live in. Mm-hmm. So, for example, right now, 
you and I are doing this in two different states through a computer. Like that's magic and it's in color and there's sound and, you know, we've never met in person and here we are like, that's magic. So the book is really about reconnecting with the magic that we all live with all the time. The enchantment. I love that. All right. Final question. What advice would you give your younger self? Oh, I would say you, you, (laughs) wow, that's a harder question than I would have thought. I would say, I would say it's all going to be okay. I know. And I think that's one to wrap our head around because no matter this situation, and I know, look, I'm not blind to this. I know there is a lot of struggle and suffering out there, but there's also the flip side to that. And yes, everything's going to be okay. Maria, thank you so much for joining me today and having this conversation. Thank you, Heather. I really appreciate the opportunity and yeah, super fun. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. I'd love it if you could leave me a review and remember to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. If you haven't yet, connect with me on the social platforms. You can add me on Instagram at heather.hakes and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'll catch you on the next episode.